Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We are your guides through sordid tales of pop culture, drugs, and saying the word fuck a lot. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis. So now is your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous, so please don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But do subscribe. Everyone, welcome, welcome. We are, this is the Mile High Podcast. It is Mile High Podcast. It is Friday. We are talking video games tonight. We're doing it a little different because we are on Facebook Live right now. Or in theory, we're on Facebook Live. That's what we're trying to figure out. Well, it actually and said that we're, it says right now on my screen, meeting is now streaming live on Facebook. So we are on so Apparently Facebook. we're live. We are. Oh, we are on Facebook Live. Look at that. So, yep, streaming live on Facebook. So everybody, welcome. I am James Thomas. With me, as always, is my buddy Dave. Dave, how's it going? Hello to our three Facebook viewers. Hello. Nice. <laughs> and then two of them with us are probably my mom and dad. Oh, Dad, mom us, and dad. Hi, Betsy and Paul. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, if you look at Chris, if you look at the nerd corner right Please now, don't look at Chris. Corner, it's, oh, you're he, high. He Do not look here. at Chris whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd corner decided that he is going to do this whole thing virtually. We're going to let him talk about that in a minute because that's yeah. all about our entire story, which is doing video games this week. And our guest this week is my very good friend. I've known her for a very long time. She's a big gamer. She's a big stoner. She's a good, fun party girl. I love hanging out with her. DK, DK, welcome to my podcast. Hi. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it should be a good show. When I knew we were doing video games, I said we have to have DK. So <laughs> here we are, and we're going to do some video games. We're going to have some fun. But before that, we like to go through like uh, the things that we, what we've been up to because we're all been in quarantine. But I actually know that two of the people, Chris and I, we're still in quarantine because of the jobs that we do outside of here is actually caregiving. Yeah. But you two have gone back to work. You know, how is the world outside of my house and Chris and I's dueling green screens to floors apart? DK, <laughs> how's your life outside the world now? I am actually so happy to be back at work. I have to say, um, I, I, being at home, I love, I realize I love being at home, but I also really need to have time away. So like now that I have that back in my, like my life is a lot more normal now. It feels, I mean, it's still, you know, it's still kind of messy out, but you know what? I get to go to work, do my job at my work. And I'm very happy with just that one little bit. It's, Helped a lot, even though I'm already nice. a couple of days off. <laughs> right? Okay. You did. You know what? Now when I'm off and I'm home, I could actually enjoy my time off. I don't have to be stuck at my desk and dreading like, oh, I don't want to work. How do I get motivated? Now I could just do whatever the hell I want. So it's still very different. <laughs> so right. I imagine. I imagine, Dave. What about you? You actually. So uh, DK works kind of in an office type environment. Dave, you're out in the in the public. What are you? Uh, how's it going with you? Well, I'm. I'm. My store doesn't open yet. My store got delayed by three more weeks, and so um, it actually opens this Wednesday. So I've been doing my best to keep busy. Mm-hmm. Um, Starbucks are just hella busy right now, man. The ones that are open are only open through drive-through mostly, and so you have you know, a shit ton of people all trying to go through the drive-thru lane. So these 
lines are pretty ridiculous. Uh, so if you got if you want Starbucks, you're gonna have to wait and really want Starbucks. All right, uh, right. My, my Starbucks, uh, my store opens on Wednesday, and I'm fucking excited to get back because I've been out of my store for like two months now. So I'm anxious to get back. Return to the actual world and everything. Yeah. Well, Chris, I know what you've been up to, but what have you been up to? Why don't you tell me what you've been up to? Um, wearing a really weird thing on your face. <laughs> what I've been up to, you know, just catching up on some TV, uh, getting through some games, like trying to get uh, older titles I haven't done in a while and just working on a few different uh, video things that I want to do for Nerd Corner because I realized that uh, with the Quest, it, it's the first piece of tech hardware and specifically gaming that I've actually gotten into the whole hobbyist thing in a while. And so I've started watching the YouTube channels of people who do stuff about that and they're not awful, but I'm better looking and have a better voice than most of them. So I've decided I need to start putting content out there. So that's, that's my next big thing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a family trait, you know, we're very attractive. I mean, I'm not wearing the goofy thing on my head. (laughs) Man, those gamer videos right now, people are, getting paid hand over fist these gamers that are playing on youtube right now i mean they're getting all sorts of money so well and, and it's and it's interesting seeing uh like even the new stuff that there there's those niches out there that people aren't doing so like i watch a lot of stuff and it'll be like the big titles that are coming out for vr but nobody's doing stuff about the indie game where you i don't know bowling with fish or something and i'm like that that can be my spot i will be the guy who covers what is it not the wheat or the the chap Everyone else can get the weed. I'll take the chat. She loves the chat. She loves the chat. Hashtag. Um, hashtag. She loves hashtag the chat. Nerd Corner. Exactly. Nerd Corner. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. The Nerd Corner works at Truck because we're going to do a lot about that. And that's fun because that works really well with uh, our theme tonight. Before we go too deep in our theme, what's everybody smoking? Let's start with you, Dave. What are you smoking? I heard that you did not have to get mom and dad to buy you weed this Yes. Week. So... Um, for those who are just joining us, my dog ate my driver's license like two days into quarantine. So I had no means of getting a driver's license. And I set up my uh, appointment with the DMV. And lo and behold, they canceled my appointment without even telling me that they canceled my appointment. And so I started to get real shitty, but I had a, uh, a copy of my email uh, of my appointment. So they let me in and I finally, I finally, after two months got my driver's license. And so mm-hmm. I, the first place I went was to light shade on Alameda and Dayton. And I got hooked up with some lavender Jones. And so tonight I'm smoking lavender Jones, not purchased by my parents. It sounds like Velvet you're hanging out with a very classy gentleman. <laughs> Velvet Jones. So you want to be a hoe. <laughs> So, uh, Chris, what are you smoking? You, I know your answer. Indica, weed. Random indica. Yeah, there you go. DK, what are you smoking over there? Well, I'm not really much of a smoker. I am more of an edible girl. So, nice. this s'mores bar that I've been having. Nice. And I have to say, like, I found a place for edibles. I know this is a Colorado-based show. So, if you ever need edibles and that are the same as anybody else, but they're super cheap. It's the medicine man in Aurora. And mm. like, I swear you can get this thing at green solution, the chain thing for like 20 bucks. This is 10 bucks. And it's just, I love it. I get my edible. Nice. I'm good. Take one, 
and I'm pretty good for a while. So that's what I'm doing. I have I'm a quite a smoke. I have a hybrid that, but I, I, okay. So let's just put it this way. I smoke weed, I smoke cigarettes and I vape. So I'm trying to give my lungs a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I have a good friend who just actually, uh, he quit smoking cigarettes on Sunday and he hasn't smoked weed since Sunday either. And he smoked with me for the past. 20 some odd years of my life and I asked him I said are you coming back to weed he's like yeah I will eventually I just need to take a break but I know a lot of people who transition away from the smoking of weed to the edible aspect of it for a lot of different reasons yeah it's a different high and it's weird because when I had first taken edibles when I first came here and everything was legal I took an edible and I'm like this isn't doing anything and I remember one time I when I was when I didn't even move here yet I was just renting an Airbnb and I was like, this doesn't work. So I took like four edibles. And like, next thing I know, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning because <laughs> I just passed oh, out. Man. Like it just knocked my ass out. But I'm like, well, this isn't all that I want it for. So, um, sorry. But, no um, but yeah, so like, that's why now, and then like, I don't know what made me, like I said, I, I was coughing a lot. And I was like, you know what? I am over this coughing thing. So let me try it. So then I took it. And then I'm like, and I just took an edible straight, just one. I was like, let me just see how it feels. And it's such a, it's such a different high. It's way more relaxing. It's, it's better for like, if you have anxiety, I would think, or you just want to relax. Like it's way more chill. I, but I do it's like a body high, right? Yes, it's like I, a body high. So like there are times when I'll, I'll, I'll take a thing and then I'll, I'll smoke to get that quick head high. Cause an edible does take longer to hit, but it also lasts a lot longer. So it's good to have that little mix. Yeah, I'm. I haven't quite gone over to the edible side. I don't. I don't do well with edibles, but also I. I write a lot when I. I smoke weed. It's kind of like my routine. I smoke and then I go and write. And um, with edibles, I couldn't do that. I have to like plan it out ahead of time. This way, I just like I just go into my office and I start smoking and I start writing. And that's kind of my routine, my nightly routine. Yeah, it's definitely a preference. It's whatever you prefer. I mean, like I said, I'm just trying to give my lungs a break because I'm sure at some point. I'm going to take a hit of this weed and I might be coughing like I, cur- like I got Corona. I don't. <laughs> I'm perfectly healthy. It's just the weed. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you what, that's one thing about wearing my mask when I go out in public is nothing is uh, worse than when I go in there. And like, I'm a smoker. So I, I have the mask on. I'm like, <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm wearing this mask both for your safety and I'm coughing because I have healthy habits. Um, <laughs> just so you know, Facebook live. We got the Hawkins Olders, Olsters keeping an eye on your are they on Hawkins Olsters keeping an eye on you all. You were right, Dave. You made the call very early in the beginning. Mom and Dad, thank you watching. so much for purchasing my weed over the last of the, the last two bites. You've really saved me in our show. So thank you so much. Um so welcome. I'm glad you guys are watching live. That's really exciting. Hey, speaking uh, of family, I'm, James. Speaking of family, oh, yeah. um, well, let me do my let me do my weed. Okay, and I'll do yours, you, well, and then you we gotta okay. come on back to me. We're gonna go, we're gonna do your thing. Okay, Sherry, and Diesel. I have to turn my video off for a second. I'll be right back in, but I'll, I'll still be here. Uh, right, right. My we'll weird it. face, person. Cherry <laughs> um, Diesel. It's a really it's a really good sativa. It's got a good taste to it. You know, I don't fuck around with those indicas. I have uh, other things that I choose to go with. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So what's interesting, James, yeah, what's interesting is that um, you and I are super, I feel that we're very creative people. We're very similar people 
And I, we prefer the sativas because it helps us with our creativity. You know what? I used to love sativa. I used to be a sativa girl all the way. But then, like, it's, it's weird. Like, if I'm tired and I smoke a sativa, you would think it would, like, it does some weird thing to me. Because my body's tired, then my brain's like, no, we're awake. And I'm like, but we're not. And it just with some conflicting kind of shit going on. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'll just take some indica. Chill the hell out. I'm okay. So I've been, I've actually kind of switched. I've been doing more indica. Are you liking the the chill feeling? Like, yeah. is it helping you cope with the the coronavirus and all that stress? It's helping me cope. Yeah, I I think that's what it is. I think right now at this part of my life, like I just need something that's going to relax me and ease. Because there's a lot going on in the world, in my head, and everything. So if I could do anything that I can to ease that and just relax me, I'm all for it. Nice. Hi. My name is Dave, and I'm one of the creators of Chucky Pacific Productions. If you're one of the millions of others who are sitting on your ass and in desperate need of entertainment, Chucky Pacific Productions is here for you. Check out one of our podcasts, such as our highbrow stoner pop culture podcast, The Maw High Podcast. Or for you sci-fi nerds out there, we have the Rick's Through Space Read-Along Podcast. All podcasts can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. For you streamers out there, we have the Nerd Corner on Twitch. And for those of you who need relationship advice, check out James and Melody on our Facebook Live series, Surviving the Quarantine. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come check out Truckee Pacific Productions. So I made it back in. I don't know what happened. My internet kind of uh, Wait, went down. But... I'm so scared. You froze, and I thought you were having a stroke or something. We lost you in the right? ether. <laughs> yeah, no. And it was weird because I was talking, so it was just me and Pee Wee's Playhouse talking to myself. So that was <laughs> Don't worry, man. We... We transitioned flawlessly. There was no missteps or anything. <laughs> nice. Nice. And it stayed on Facebook, I know, because I hear that not only have they been buying you weed, Dave, but they've been walking the dogs. Yeah. They're they, on top they of it. They love my dogs. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> they love my dogs. My dad and my dog, Oscar, they're like best friends. So Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I just want to mention too, like I'm in I'm in the room with uh, a crazy one year old puppy. So if you hear a bark, it's just Oliver saying hi. He wants to be a part of the podcast because you know that's what dogs do. So if you hear a barking, don't be concerned. It's just my puppy. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be involved in our podcast? That's what makes it so exciting. Well, so one of the things that we do on this show is we like to talk about what we're watching and as you guys can all tell i'm following dave's little uh uh guidelines here yeah so, so what are we for watching? all you folks uh who are new to the show i write these great outlines and james has a great ability to like follow half of it so he's <laughs> seamless like you know he, some things he's like this is really good and other things he's like i'm not gonna talk about that right i just completely Perfect. glance over other things so um yeah, no. So it's funny enough, the three of us actually had a conversation yesterday on Facebook rooms. Uh, and our buddy Sean Seacrest, who's a big friend of the show, we we wish his schedule worked out differently. Maybe we'll have to record on a different night so Sean can show up on the show. But he showed up as well. And we kind of got in on what we were all watching. So we're going to talk about what we're watching, but I'm going to start off ahead of time, and I'm going to tell you, I watched on Disney Plus today a, a short, a Pixar short called Out. And it was absolutely wonderful. It's eight minutes. If you have Disney Plus, 
go take the time watch out it is the the first uh lbgtq plus representation to a level in a pixar even short that i've ever seen and so it was definitely a good my system is freezing so i have to reboot guys i'll be right back bye chris okay we'll see you back yeah so pixar, it's, it's that, incredible what pixar is still doing you know even since john lassiter's left they're still putting out excellent product and stuff that is still pushing the boundaries um you know i think i haven't seen out but i've heard a bunch about it i heard um that it was really good so i'm glad that you've seen it because you know i'm gonna go see it anyway but now i have a little bit more urgency to go see it yeah the great thing is nine minutes you know if you have nine minutes to sit down and watch a show that's uh really a way to do it but we did watch a whole bunch of other things. I didn't want to take that over. So, DK, you're our guest. What are you watching now? What should we be watching? What are you going to tell our people to watch? Okay. So I do have some recommendations. Um, I don't know. Dave. Have you ever heard of the show, Dave? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Dave was like, yeah, he's good. Yes, yeah. I know, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I know Dave. He's right there. So, so this was a very random find for me because I'm, I'm one of those people. Like, well, this is when I was back locked in. <laughs> locked in the house and not going to work. I had a lot more TV time, but I just have to randomly on Hulu. It was Dave. And I'm like, I don't know what made me watch it. So it's Dave is, um, little Dicky, you know, little Dicky, the rapper. It's a show that he's, it's based on. Now I'm not a rap fan. I've heard of little Dicky, never heard of his music, but I watched the show and it's definitely, it's definitely, I think everybody should at least watch it. It's, it's very interesting. It's not something that I would, Normally think I would like to, but it's, it's very interesting. So I have to say Dave is on the list. And then actually yesterday I binge watched uh, Dead to Me, the show with Christina Applegate. Applegate. She was on there. And yeah, so that was on the second season. So I definitely recommend that show. That show is pretty interesting. It's more mm-hmm. of like a drama, but it's got like little drips of comedy in it. So I'm all about that. And then... Um, Solar, what was it? Solar Opposites. It's the show. It's it kind of, I think it's the creators from Rick and Morty. Yes, it is. It has the same exact really? vibe. So, yeah. And that one, I watched the whole season. And it is, whoo, it it's is. way more fucked up than Rick and Morty. Like, Rick and Morty yeah. is pretty fucked I, up. But it, there's way more Rick fucked up than Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it just gets crazier as the season goes. And what I like about this show is, like, there's a show inside of a show. If you've watched the show, you've known, but like, I don't want to give too much away, but there's like a show inside of a show, which is really different. And like, I just like, it's off the wall. If you like. <laughs> oh, keep going. That sounds interesting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just popped up on the screen. <laughs> but yeah, so it's <laughs> solar opposite. I, I fail to see what's so amusing. <laughs> but yeah and so um i don't know i've been i've been a little bit late to the party on bob's burgers but i've been binging that one that's a great show um that's a great show to fall asleep to yeah i've been we've been watching like at least a couple i think we're on season three now so like we watch a little bit before bed sometimes we'll just randomly throw it on it's a good quick mindless fun show so like if you're just like i don't know what to watch just throw it on it's half hour it's great so yeah See, and for, oh. 
I, I was going to say with Bob's Burgers, it's one of those shows that like I've enjoyed every time I sat down to watch it, but I just, I never got into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I got into it. <laughs> I'm like, it's like the little girl. I think she's my favorite because she's just so mm-hmm. good. Louise. Yeah, she's, she's great. And like, and it was funny because um, I think James, you had told me that the original thing was it was supposed to be a, a cannibal thing. And so right. I even, you had said on the first episode, they do make hints to it that she like joked around it being, so like I see kind of that weirdness to it. Like it's, it's not some like wholesome show. It's just, it's, it's good. I like it. So that's pretty yeah. much, that's pretty much what I've been binging as of late. And of course my like dating re- Netflix shows, like I'm all about all of those, but I just find them right. super yeah. Yeah. Dating Netflix shows have gotten my attention lately. Um, I want to say hi to Lori and Joe who showed up into our uh, Facebook Live and they're watching it with us. Everybody who's watching on Facebook Live, at the end of this, on the Mile High Podcast channel, we are going to send out a link to a completely new Zoom room. It won't be live, it'll be private, and you can come in and you can talk to Dave. You can talk to me. You can talk to DK. You can talk to the nerd corner and I don't know, get a quest. I I could have been an adventurer. <laughs> I could have been an adventurer too if I hadn't taken an arrow to my knee. So um but yeah, so after this, if you want to do that, stay around. We'll send the link. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Uh Dave, what are you watching? So um this week we uh, watched a lot of Clone Wars. So my kid nice. and I, uh, we really want to get into uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. So we watched a bunch of Clone Wars and it's living up to the hype, which was people are, Star Wars fans love the Clone Wars and, uh, you know, it's starting to live up to a type. So oh my gosh, sorry. I accidentally closed the door on my dog. <laughs> oh, that poor puppy sounded. It's very, dog. very good here. I'm so Show sorry. me signs of life. Oh, believe me. Okay. Come here, boo-boo. I'm so oh. oh, my gosh. Poor baby. Come here. Um, there you also go. Also watching uh, Shit's Creek. Uh, we just finished Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so my family needed a new uh, new show to binge. And so uh, uh, Shit's Creek has been the, the new show. And then watching a lot of concerts on YouTube. Just tons of concerts oh, you on go. YouTube. I'm watching a lot of uh, theater um, like musical theater ensembles doing things on YouTube. I'm, I'm finding that very fascinating. Yeah, I, Chris, I, I see you raising your hand. What, what's going on with you, nerd? <laughs> well, no, I was going to say that um, how he was talking about the concerts that I know, uh, Dave, for example, Nine Inch Nails, they've been putting out uh, a lot of the shows edited together from fans. And like, and I've been loving seeing that. Uh, like, I know Pink Floyd has been releasing a lot as well, and it's been one of those. It's you know, for if we're gonna have the world go to shit, then it's a nice bonus, I suppose. Right, right. That we get to watch everything live. Uh, have you been watching anything outside of concerts, Chris? Is there something like you you would tell us to turn on and watch? That maybe? Um. I finally finished uh, Watchmen because I had gotten most of the way Such through that season. Show. Such a great show. Oh, yeah. And I had stopped like three episodes from the end. So <laughs> it was just mind-blowing from there. Um, I don't know. I've been on like an HBO kick. I started watching Rome again, uh, which 
holds up fantastically. Haven't really watched it since it came out. And now knowing more of the history, I'm really impressed with uh, the level of detail they went. But beyond that, um, just random stuff. I need to get back to the expanse still. Uh, Been watching the Midnight Gospel, which the Midnight Gospel is interesting. It's a little too like pop spirituality for me. But it's, I mean, you have Pendleton Ward who did uh, Adventure Time, and they, they've okay. got some interesting guests. Yeah, it's it, it's very much pop spirituality, but the visuals are just gorgeous, weird 70s psychedelic weirdness. Nice. Nice. Um, I just got up to all the uh, available episodes of Shit's Creek, so that's all the way up to the end of Season 5. I can't watch season six because I'm too cheap to buy it. And so, but yeah, no, Netflix will take you all the way into season five. It's really good. Uh, the other thing I would say is I watched prop culture. So I, I kind of moved into Disney plus recently to kind of play around. And I watched prop culture and I watched three different episodes of prop culture. I watched the Mary Poppins episode. I watched the Roger Abbott episode and the Muppets episode. And it's just this guy who has like collected props from these movies and he's going around and he's searching for them, and he's talking to different people from these great films. It is way better than it has any right to be. It is not as good mm-hmm. as the Imagineering story, which is great, but yeah. it is really, really enjoyable. The, the Imagineering story was great. It, I would say that and uh, Jeff Goldblum are the two best – uh, Disney Plus, like the shows that came out when Disney Plus first rolled out, they're the right. two best oh, shows yeah. that uh, they started with. Uh, the Imagineering story it was wasn't one I was even on my radar, James, until you told me to watch it, and then it was fascinating. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing looking at the stuff that um, just all the work that goes into everything there, from the the rides to the the design of the parks, like the Imagineering is just fascinating. And that prop culture, James had told me about, mm-hmm. like. Cause I'm a huge movie geek. I love stuff like that. So I'm going to have to check that out. Cause I always like when you get to, to see the stuff that was part of your childhood or something like that. Right. And my, my yeah, folks no, just told it. me that uh, they're on which season five of Shit's Creek right now too. It's, uh, it's great. Shit's Creek is a really, check that really out. I keep hearing things about that. Yeah. You, it's Eugene Levy and his son, his daughter's also in the show. It's Catherine O'Hare. It's, it's a really, really good cast. Uh, even Chris um, Cabin Boy, what's his name? Chris Elliott is in it. And he didn't, does not get annoying too quickly. So um, we're going to talk some quick entertainment news because I, the reason I didn't say this was a show I was watching is because it was in the next part of Dave's outline. The new show is coming to the CW. I watched Stargirl. Now, I'm biased. I love the CCW shows. I think they're really, really good. But I'm going to tell you a few things about Stargirls. A, number one, Luke Wilson is in it, which is very exciting. (laughs) South Park is coming apart. It's collapsed. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Oh, the things that are happening. Um, Live TV. (laughs) So um, Luke Wilson is in it. Absolutely wonderful. They play Hanson, which is great. And Joel Don't see how that's a selling point. It is a selling point. And Joe McHale is Starman. So if you didn't, if there's nothing else to sell you, it's Joel McHale being a superhero. That alone is worth it. 
That's scary, Chris. That one's scary. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that guy that guy is really creepy. Um, the other thing that happened on the CW show is Swamp Thing. Now I had seen the beginning of the I had seen part of the first episode, but Chris, you've watched all the available episodes of Swamp Thing, right? The um no, I got I think about halfway through the first season. Okay. And um here I'll turn that off because yeah, that is kind of horrifying. <laughs> um, that's better. Strangely enough, that's that's much calmer. <laughs> but no, uh, Swamp Thing. It, it was really well done. They had James Wan involved. Uh, I, I believe it was James Wan, and just lots of practical effects, uh, which I absolutely love a lot. I don't even know. Well, yeah, definitely darker than a lot of the stuff they put out. But yeah, Swamp Thing was great. Uh, it's one of those where, for people who have watched the uh, DC shows, I see why it's in its own universe because you really couldn't bring it in. But yeah, I, I would definitely recommend watching it uh, if you're a fan of the source material. If you've never heard of Swamp Thing, if you just like gory special effects, it's amazing. Would watch. Nice, nice. And then we're talking about Batgirl leaving. Ruby Rose is out as Batgirl, which for me is tough. Um, because without giving a detail of the season, Batgirl is integral. Batgirl's just not independent. Like all the main characters of Batgirl's show are directly related to Batgirl, the villain, the antagonist. Everybody is related to Batgirl. Um, and all everybody else had slept with her at one point or another. So that's all. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, be a burger, Chris. Oh, nice. Um <laughs> So I find that one, uh, I think Ruby Rose going would going to be very strange. So, but I would say they should just do what they do with uh, soap operas and just put somebody else in and pretend like it's the same person. Plus they did Crisis, they can just say, hey, she was a liar, here's a bad girl from the real earth or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then we have the Jack Snyder cut of... The Jack Snyder uh, cut? <laughs> I have says. not heard of that one. No, in no, my flawless outline, it I says Jack Snyder cut. That was my fault. That was 100% my fault. <laughs> of my beautiful outline, I had one typo. <laughs> I, I don't even read. I read these as it happens. This is the first time I'm actually reading this. So I'm like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Classy, San Diego. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. That's right. So the Justice League, um, let's do the, I mean, what do you guys think? HBO Plus, I talked about this before. I said last time I've already got my HBO. When you and I, uh, I've got my HBO Plus. I'm ready for it. It's going to have Doctor Who. It's going to have Friends. It's going to have the Jack the Jack Snyder cut. <laughs> um, the Jack Snyder cut. <laughs> Long awaited. I'm just, just some dude. Just some dude home with his Adobe Premiere moving things around. Jack Snyder here. <laughs> there he is. It's your cut. Jack, are you excited about them putting it on HBO? What's different than the original? You know, I've, I've been looking forward to it for a long time. We're, uh, we've decided... We are completely fine with Henry Cavill's mustache. Uh, not only are we bringing it back, we are going to be giving him a beard, mutton chops. We are going all in. Jack Snyder cut, 
Check it out. It's going to be great. <laughs> so yay for HBO Plus. I know David's, Dave's excited about it. He keeps pushing that one through. Um, See, Twilight and I've Book, never Twilight. actually seen Justice League. So I, I'm genuinely uh, excited. Well, I don't know if excited right, is I'm, what so anybody should be for a Justice League. So here's my theory. All right, here's my opinion. Um, Justice League was not uh, as bad as people made it out to be. Um, I think uh-huh. Ben Affleck is a really good underrated Batman. <laughs> Stop making those faces. <laughs> you, you guys distracted me. No, uh, <laughs> I think uh, Ben Affleck was a, a pretty damn good Batman. You, uh, Gal Gadot is a great Wonder Woman. And Joss Whedon is just a terrible fucking director. So I'm pretty excited. And they're going to make it Watchmen style where it's going to be, um, you know, multiple episodes, make maybe six, five or six episodes. Um, they're going to tell a long form story. And okay. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a, a really cool project. And then I like the direction that DC's going. Man, they're taking a bunch of chances. Like, who, what other company is gonna say, "Hey, we heard that you guys really, uh, you know, you really wanted this Zack Snyder cut, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna actually do what you guys have asked us to do. And we're gonna make this." I think that's bold. Well, and I, I think DC, what they have going for them, it's they they've. They tried to do their cinematic universe. That's not something that they are going to be able to pull off. Yeah. Their strength is going to be TV. And honestly, DC, it, it lends itself a lot more to television than uh, Marvel does. Because you look at Marvel when they did uh, the, the Ultimate Lines and all that, the refresh. And even before that, they were very much kind of grounded in our world in a way that the DC properties haven't been. So I think TV, stuff like HBO, that, that's where they can do more because then you can just yeah. be weird. And that's what DC is good at, is being weird. And they're, and they're taking a bunch of chances, man. They swung and missed with uh, the original Superman. Like, I think that was a, a fine movie. The best DC movie is still not as good as you know the middle-of-the-pack Marvel movie. But they, you're right, Chris. Like, they don't do well when they're trying to follow in Marvel's footsteps. So yeah. what they're doing right now is they are doing their own thing. They're uh, pushing R-rated DC movies. They're bringing in some like real creative directors. Um, you're you're right. TV, you know, they're setting themselves apart in the TV game. Uh, but I I think the direction that they're going, and I like the DC characters. So I'm excited yeah. for that. So on our Facebook Live page, uh, we. Paul uh, say uh, that the best show on TV right now is Better Call Saul, and uh, I know a lot of. I got through the first season. I am not all the way into the fifth season, uh, that was- uh, or the final season. Yeah. But I love Breaking Bad. Are any of you guys Better Call Saul fans? Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, I stopped watching it about I think the after the third season because there's just so much other stuff to watch. But I'm definitely going to go back and finish it up. I love Breaking Bad, so and this is, show is just as good. Yeah. Well, it's a Better Call Saul. I think I got part of the way through the uh, first season, and and I enjoyed it, but I just I had too many other things on my plate at the time. So it's definitely one of those that I I want to get back to because it, it's I love that universe. You know, it's a video game episode in my defense. So that's the only reason the switching through avatars will not be a normal thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> he also 
You're also freaking out our guest on Facebook Live, Chris. They said that the nurse corner <laughs> is way too scary when they're smoking weed from light shades. So that's that's weird. Um, the other thing Dave put in here is the new Twilight book. Who's excited about the new Twilight book? I've read two of them. I'm sorry. So. No? What I, about you, DK? No. Um, well, I was never one of the – I never read the books. I mean, I just watched the movies, but – what is this one supposed to be? It's supposed to be centered around Edward's point of view. Is that what it is? Sure. Whatever you think, whatever you say, I don't know. I have no, I have no idea what yeah. anything about this book is. So yeah, but some people it's are Twilight fans. Stories and characters. All I know about Twilight is that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey apparently started off as Twilight fan fiction, which I find hilarious. Yeah, if you want sexy vampires, man, just read an Anne Rice book. Oh, true. And those vampires are as sexy as all hell. Um, last thing before you actually go into video games, and I have to do a little reboot. So when we go to video games, one of you guys is going to be the host, and I'm going to jump back in because my screen, at least where I'm seeing, is popping in and out and in and out and in and out. Um, but baseball starts back up in July with no fans at the stadiums. The talk right now is that the baseball teams are all going to be staying in uh, – the debate between baseball and basketball that they're all going to be staying in the Walt Disney World Complex in Orlando, Florida, and playing the games on their fields. Baseball has also talked about playing in four major markets around the – or major stadiums around the country and living in a hotel uh, off-site, being quarantined the whole time and just oh, anything like that. It's a weird way to do it. It's a weird way to do it. I, I like yeah. sports like anybody else, but it's a, it seems like a weird way to do it. Dave, people. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not, I haven't been really into baseball in a while, so I, it'll be fun to watch, but I won't watch a full game or anything. I, I think it's, it's cool, though, that they're at least trying to play these games, and I think having live baseball is going to fill a, a big need in the country that we have right now, but – uh, really, I won't be paying too much attention to it. It's, it's cool. Well, what about you, DK? You a big sports girl? Are you excited for sports to come back? Uh, I honestly, baseball is my least favorite sport, but I have to say, like, uh, Tony, he watches wrestling, so I've been doing wrestling WWE with zero fans. Yeah, it's not the same, like, uh, that might be different because wrestling's more, I mean. I don't know. Maybe it will be, but it didn't. It doesn't have the same effect. You don't get the cheering of the crowd, the, right. crowd, the energy. Like I would feel like, <clears throat> I would think that when you're doing those sports, whether it's wrestling, baseball, football, whatever it is, you feed yeah. off the energy of the group. So when right. that group's not there, yeah, you're still playing. You're doing something you love doing, but it it can't be the same, and it comes off not being the same. Like it just. I mean, like I said, I would I don't watch baseball because I like football mostly, but even then, like it's it's I don't know it's going to be very strange. But I do I am glad they are doing it because a lot of people love their sports and they feel yeah. lost right now. So it will fulfill it will fulfill a need for a lot of people in this world, which will be good. But it's I, I don't think it's going to be the same. It's, I, I know yeah. from, from <coughs> the same. I'm used to a rumbling in the background. Yeah, uh, even if it's a quiet, you know, wrestling, they're very loud. They're very much in it. But even in baseball, even if it's a quiet hue of, like, rumbling, you're used to seeing, hearing something in the background. The idea of these things happening in major stadiums with yeah. nothing, 
no matter how psyched and how much they yell, it's going to seem deathly quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch um, for the novelty of it. Yeah. Great. It could be like South Korea where uh, they were dolls? putting – Yes, which I love that the team was like, we had no idea they were sex dolls. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to go into video games. We end with sex dolls. We go into video games. I'm going to do a quick reboot, so I'm actually going to jump out. Dave, since you know this because you wrote it, you're going to take the lead on video games. I'm going to jump right back in. But before I jump out, I want to welcome my good friend Timmy, who is watching Timmy. live with us right now, Timmy. all the way down in Alabama. And then Patrick, who is also watching it now. So Facebook Live, we've got quite a few viewers. It's being a little fun. Come talk to us. Leave us something to talk about. I am going to disappear for a second. The three of you are going to take over on video games and pop culture. Dave, you're running this for a moment. Uh, I don't. I don't like this direction that we're going here. I'm always the the Garth to his Wayne. I don't know about this. No. So uh, yeah. So we were thinking video games, man. I, when you're talking about weed and pop culture, video games plays a very prominent role in people's lives. And I've been, I've loved video games for many, many years since the time I got my Atari 1600 when I was like six years old and was playing fucking like Dig Dug and shit. Um, yeah. Day where I just got the new Doom game and the new Mario Maker 2, uh, you know, the video games have just been such an important part of my life. And so I thought, you know, I'm sure video games are, that is shared by a bunch of other people, you know, you guys especially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell me kind of what is your first memory of video games? How about you, DK? All right. Well, same with you. I started out with Atari. <laughs> you know, you do the plain basic things. And then Nintendo, I, I'll never, I don't know why I, well, I'll just never forget this because I'm the type of person that will get into it, but I never finished video games except for this one time when I was a kid, I will never forget. I was playing, I think it was the Little Mermaid on Nintendo. And I actually beat this game. And I was so excited. I ran downstairs to my mom and my dad. I'm like, I finished it. I actually finished the whole game. Oh, my God. I was so excited. And I think that was the last time up until a couple years ago that I actually finished a video game. But, yeah, it was. I just love playing. I like the escape. And I just, I just, it's fun. I just, it's, and it, it's challenging, too. Like, I like playing games that have a little, you got to think about it. Like, even if you have, like, an open world, like, what do you want to do? What are your own goals? Like, how yeah. do you get them? Like, there's still thought process to it. So it's not like you're mindlessly just plugging away. You're using your brain, and you're having fun. So I'm all about them. I freaking love them. Chris, what is the first game that you beat? Um, First game that I beat? I don't know... Oh, I can't even think about what that'd be. It's, I think my first memories with gaming, though, would have been back on the uh, the 2600 and just playing the heck out of that, actually, with uh, James doing, like, combat, um, E.T., sadly enough. But, yeah, like, for me, all of those earliest memories would have been mostly of, like, the 2600. And then, actually, um, and it makes sense that I ended up being more of a computer gamer lately, playing a lot of old uh, TI games because my parents, who I don't really 
think of as big tech people have always been like early adopters of tech. So we had a home computer. Uh, it was either a TI or a Tandy and playing the games on there. So yeah, yeah. a little bit of a mix. It's funny you say that because, you know, I had the Nintendo that was, you know, still one of the greatest gifts of my life. I had, and, and my yeah. parents were really cool during Christmas. Like they, they would give me the new console and that was great. But one of my f- best memories of video games is my dad would bring home a computer with a screen about this big, and we play Oregon Trail and Jeopardy. We had the, like the big fucking floppy disk. We put it in, and uh-huh. we would just spend a lot of time playing Oregon Trail and Jeopardy, and, and it was great. And it's you know nothing compared to what it is now, but it was such a fun game. I to this yeah. day I still remember that. Well, and it's like with the old games on floppies. It's like I actually found. Uh... One of the things that I want to try out for my quest, but I, I'm probably not technically savvy enough to do it, they've come out with a uh, complete Commodore 64 emulator inside the quest, and you have to like hook up a Bluetooth keyboard and do command line stuff. And I'm like, so that's, that's brilliant. You can go and load up your Commodore 64 version of Oregon Trail using command line in your VR headset. <laughs> so, Danny... Do you yes. think games were more fun back when we were growing up or are they more fun now? For me, they're way more fun now. Like, what? I don't know. I just like the, the awesome graphics. Like you, when you play, I play, all right. So my game that I'm playing right now is Red Dead Online. Uh-huh. I, when you're in this game, especially when you're smoking weed and you are in this game, like you feel like you are in a different world. That's why like, I really want to get a VR because like, I want to feel it even more. Cause if I'm feeling this already, like I just like, like the openness of the world, the graphics of everything. And I try to like, I don't know. I'm not, I guess maybe I'm not a very, what is it? Um, nostalgic, nostalgic person because like you would think that like, I would like super Mario brothers. Come on. Who doesn't like super hmm. Mario brothers? Who hasn't played super Mario brothers? That was like everything back then. But for me to like want to play that now, yeah. I'm like, mm, no, I'd rather play an open world game where there's like side quests and missions, and you could do this and you could do that. Like I like the openness of that rather than the you need to do this in order to do this. That like the steps on it. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just more of a fan. I'm waiting. Like I said, I love VR. <laughs> mm. I'm interested in this VR. Actually, for my birthday this year, we went to uh, it's uh, Drunk Place Social, uh, drunk something like that, and it's a it's a bar. It's kind of like Dave and Buster's, and they have a VR. You rent a VR for a half hour, and they have all these things. And like that's literally all I want to do for my birthday. I was like, we need to go there. All I want to do is go play VR for an hour. Okay, so that's like, and it was awesome. I had the best time, and they had all these different things. So like, I really like. I'm always I'm a more future oriented person anyway, so I think that's why. Like I love technology, I love where it's going, and I want to be involved in it every step of the way. I don't want to look back; I want to look forward. So, so James, I'll ask I, you the same question because you just joined us. Do you think games were more fun back when we were growing up, or are they more fun now? Um, so I played games more when we were growing up. So it would. It's hard to say because the games are fun now. I love as you can oh as you can see Skyrim. I'm a huge fan of Skyrim. Uh, I can play that for hours. But I the original Nintendo. I went to a Nintendo competition, a la freaking um, the Wizard. 
You know, Chris and I went to it. Oh my god, I love the wizard. Yeah, we went to it. When was the last time you watched it, though? (laughs) Three years ago. Are you fucking kidding me? Three years ago, and that's a movie you have to search for. You don't just come across that movie. You have to search for that shit. I watched uh, watched Flight of Navigator last night. Oh my god. What a great movie. Yeah. What an inspiration. That I am so inspired by that movie that my series is kind of based off in the Flight of Navigator. So, great movie. Well, there we go. And I don't know if you were keeping up with the chat thread, but we had a ch- shout out for Pong, which is a great game on its own. I, I'm old school on that too. The first thing that we had at my house was we had the original Atari. So, I played Pitfall. I played Pong. You know, I've, I've played, I, I, li- I love my old Atari. And Chris and I worked selling sodas uh yep. down the a street lot of as they were, sodas yes as they were building the churches uh across the street from range high school the construction workers we were selling them sodas 50 cents a pop to make half of the hundred dollars we needed because our mom told us if we could make fifty dollars she would pay the other fifty dollars and buy us a nintendo and that's mm-hmm. how actually we got our first nintendo so the games were more fun in the way of like they were new it was a new novelty, much like everything else, much like Netflix, much like uh, having complete access to all video and everything. There's so many games, it's almost overwhelming. So I don't think they've become less fun. They've become more saturated. For someone like me who, I like picking up what everybody else is picking up. I played Mega Man. I played Battletoads. You know, these were Mega Man. Old and I. I Mega Man. Yeah. So when you do play video games now, do you just kind of um, navigate straight to the known properties like the Mario games and, you know, the Zeldas or Donkey Kongs of the world? Or do you kind of venture out and like try a, a game that maybe you wouldn't have thought of before? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll venture out. And I, I usually try popular games. I mean, I, I moved with Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto's all right. My kids get me into a lot of games that I wouldn't have nat- not naturally played there's this one game on xbox uh one that is i played for way too long and it's downhill biking what's the name of it chris um oh what is it why can't i think of it now that you put me on the spot it's the devil should know everything literally the entire secrets of the universe the devil should know and especially the name of this video yeah yeah it's um Something down. Okay, now I have to look it up real quick. Yeah, but it's just it's a very it's a very simple game, and it's it is a downhill biking game. Lonely Mountain downhill. Lonely Mountain downhill. Yeah, super fun. Had a great time yeah. doing it. So, you know, there's there's that toss up with it. There's definitely other. The games are just as good now as they were uh, back then. They're just as fun when you're asking in the collection of fun. So. I found those games uh, frustrating, though. The reason why I did, maybe that's why, like, I used to always hate it because, like, it used to be, like, when you used to get to a certain point and then you had to restart all the way at another thing. So if you died, you had to keep going back. That used to drive me crazy. And that's what I like with this. is Like, as you f- finish something, you autosave. Something happens. You don't have to go back all the way. That was the one thing that you just had to do the same thing over and over and over again until you got it. And that drove me crazy. Maybe right. that. That killed a little fun for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but that's just it. That's the kind of thing I like to do, like because I can learn and move on to the next well, yeah. one and everything. That's true. Um, so, and I don't know where you're on the list, but since we, we since Chris showed up in it, have we talked about the future of games? 
Have we talked about? No, yeah. I specifically wanted Chris to talk about the uh, the future of gaming because he seems to have his uh, finger on the pulse of gaming technology. So uh, I'm really interested to hear what he says. Well, I, I think right now, um, like I'll be obviously I'm biased. I like my VR right now. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, I, you know, that's that's definitely going to be a big part of things going forward. I don't know how long it'll be until you get to where it's really mass market. Um, I don't know. For me, like I'm I'm excited about the VR. Uh, you know, like they showed off the. Uh, new unreal engine demo uh that that looked great and things like that and that's neat i i'm not as excited about the like the bumpier and shinier coming with the next uh generation of systems because we always get that and it's it's nice you know i like bumpy and shiny as much as the next person but i want to see like give me better ai uh give me more immersive stories, more interaction. Like, and I don't even need the bigger worlds because you know stuff like um, Skyrim and <laughs> Fallout or GTA. I, like, I I definitely appreciate these style of games, but it they're not for me. So I don't know. I'm kind of biased. Like, you you can give me all of the the really cool pretty neat stuff but give me a more immersive world like that's one of the things i really loved playing through uh half-life alex was just the level of immersion and yeah part of that is definitely due to uh the vr and being able to do things you couldn't otherwise but i i just i want worlds where i can interact and feel like i'm having some sort of a uh an impact there. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, for example, that you're going to get with these new engines coming out is that beyond just everything, like I said, the, the bumpy and shiny that you'll start getting more interactive worlds. And, and that's, that's what excites me the most, you know? So should we be, so your personal opinion, Chris, should we be buying, should we all be looking for an Oculus? If you were to tell us right now, would you wait for the next Xbox? Would you wait for the next PlayStation? Or would you tell us, realistically, if you have the newest generation of both of those systems, it's a better choice to buy an Oculus? Um, you know, like right now, I'd say if you can find a Quest, it's it's a great purchase. Um, and, yeah, I mean, PC hardware is always going to be a step ahead. There's going to be... A new Oculus a year or two from now, but it's only a year old system. But yeah, for people who are interested in gaming and beyond that, even uh, entertainment stuff, because there is a lot of it out there, I I'd, I'd recommend that. Uh, with this, the the new consoles coming up, I'm even as somebody who's predominantly a PC gamer, but I love my consoles. I'm really excited by a lot of the stuff they're doing, like uh, Xbox, if they can deliver on what they're promising with being able to have save states for all your games. So you go back to something you played six months ago and you're not having to go through title screens and load. It just hops right back in like that. That's. And so, yeah, I think both of the the consoles would be a good investment. Um, I think that quest, if people can get it is a great investment, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited now. So what about, um, what are your thoughts on, would, would you, do you guys have a PlayStation 4? 
Because I was going to say, because there's the, the, the VR for the PlayStation 4 also. What made you get the one that you got rather than that one? And Chris, I'm going to let you answer that in one question, I, uh, in one moment. I own the PlayStation 4. I don't have the VR for that, but I'll let Chris answer where he would go with VR. But Puddles is in the chat room, uh, and she wanted to say, uh, Chris, you sure have changed since last time she saw you, and she hi, was Puddles. very excited to see I, Ollie. Uh, Puddles, everybody say hi, Puddles. Hi, hi Puddles. Puddles. <laughs> yeah, so... It drives her crazy, like all that. All right, Chris. Yeah. So, what's uh, VR? VR. Why would we go with an Oculus over necessarily uh, getting the PlayStation to VR? Can I come back up here. Um. I mean, PSVR. It's a good system. It's definitely uh, the most comfortable headset. You're dealing with uh, screen qualities really low resolution. The tracking uh, is kind of last gen. There's some great experiences on PSVR, but you're seeing a lot of them uh, come over to PC, coming over to Quest now. So you just if you find a, if you find a good deal on a PSVR, it, it's a good p it's a good piece of hardware. I'd say for the price now, huh? Is it more because I looked at like I compared prices, um, and yeah. I think like the games for the one that you have are a lot more reasonable. And they do have a lot of options. The PlayStation ones, like, I, I don't know what, like, again, if I'm going to get the VR, I want to get the type of game that I play, which is, like, the open world. And they had that. I did see that for the one that you have. And I don't know. Like, I just... I, going back I would... To what, yeah, I'd, I'd honestly say, like, PSVR, and, there, and there's some great experiences on there. I think the Quest right now, especially if you're going to be getting into it, because you're seeing a lot of those titles get moved over. Um, unless you're going like the full-on PC VR build a computer route, I think the Quest uh, is, is the best option. You don't have like tracking stations you have to set up like you do with uh, the PSVR. You have the complete wireless, and actually um, the head of Oculus, or uh, w one of the, the big muckety-mucks there were saying that you're going to start seeing in the next year uh, more of the in-depth games. You're not going to get something as pretty as like a half-life alex so it's like you, you may not have the visual stunners but you're going to have these big worlds like there are already open world games on the quest that are great oh, yeah. there's a ton of community made content that you can put on there if you have a computer in one program so like i mean uh, i know personally a good majority of what i use the quest for is community made stuff like i have role-playing games open worlds so PSVR, it's it's a it's a great piece of tech. It's still the only place you can play uh, Resident Evil Seven in VR, which really upsets me <laughs> because I love horror games and I love VR, and most of the horror games for VR are kind of shit right now. But yeah, it's a good system. But honestly, if somebody's looking at getting into um, VR, Quest really, I, I think, is the only way to go now. Sony's doing some pretty uh, incredible... They put out some patents for some pretty incredible-looking stuff for the next generation of PSVR. So then I'd say go with it. But yeah, otherwise, it's a long way of saying right now, if you're interested in getting into uh, consumer VR, Quest really is the only game in town unless you're building a whole PC. Okay. I don't have time. I'm a bit no, excited no, about it. That's why I like Mario Maker. 
Because I feel like I'm building something, but I'm really not. Well, that's like that little <laughs> planet. That's what the <laughs> planet is. You can make your own. You make your own world. It's like a Mario thing. I mean, I can't figure it out. I don't have patience for that oh, shit. Oh man, yeah. But, Some yeah. of these levels are crazy. We yeah. we play a, a whole lot of Mario Maker too in my house, and like we our fun. The most fun thing that we do is like we play all the the levels that have been uploaded by people who are playing the game, and there's some crazy fucking levels out there. I mean, and people are playing this game on Twitch and getting multi-million dollar contracts to play Mario Maker 2 on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, that, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> play well, video well, games all day for freaking money? Hell yeah, come on now. I'm ready. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, like how you were talking about Little Big Planet. Another uh, one of the ones that came out with on PlayStation is Dreams, which is in that, that same vein of letting people uh, make what they want. And like, people have recreated entire games now within that which is it's one of those even with something like mario maker i can appreciate everything it lets you do i'm never gonna do that shit you know like that's awesome that it lets people do it yeah i don't have enough patience to like i tried it and like there was things floating in places i'm like i don't know how this is supposed to connect yeah, i was like fun the fun people? of that game is playing those levels though that other people make you know so these oh, people yeah. take a long time and they built some pretty elaborate yeah. Uh, some pretty elaborate levels and just going through them. I mean, there's thousands of them and you're never, never uh, hurting for fun game to play. I mean, there's some pretty awesome levels. There. I love that game. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I played it when they originally came out with it on the, I want to say it was the GameCube was the first time they actually did that. So, um, yeah, Mario Maker is definitely a fun game. I'm a, Mario makes good games. You know, I liked when they did Mario Tennis. I liked when they did Mario Kart. I mean, there's a lot of fun that can be done. That's weird, Chris. I'm in the delay on the Facebook, so I've just now seen your weird cat thing. It just showed up for me now. So now you're something else. That's so strange. So what, um, is the, okay. what game do you go to when you're high and you're like, man, I want to pick up a video game and just play a video game. What do you play? Risk. Literally, if I can, I will. I, I I can literally sit and play the Risk game from the Xbox 360 or the Xbox Live version, which is even on the Xbox One. I can play Risk for hours. If I'm high, I I'm like level 730 something, something crazy on Risk because I've played it so many times that like I just keep scoring higher levels. So it's it's weird. The Risk is my getting high game. Sims is a good one too. I play. I have Sims on, yeah. and I actually have it on my computer. And oh my god, I finally discovered cheats. I don't know what took me so long, but finally I get cheats, and so I get all this money. I unlock all this crap. So it's un like I could. It has changed the game for me. So now I can just like hook them all up, and then like I actually watch YouTube videos of this guy who like finds weird ways to kill his Sims, and I've gotten inspiration from this. I haven't yet tried to kill Sims, but like there's so many things that you could do with this game. So like I just set them all up and you could just sit there high as fuck and just be like, what is he doing? And just put them all together. Oh, yeah. What the hell they do? Like, I love that game. I remember when I was well, in my twenties, in my fucking twenties and people were like, you want to go out tonight? I'm like, no, let's stay home and play Sims. Like I used to stay home and not go out to play freaking right. Sims high in my living room. Are any of you guys uh, Animal Crossing fans? 
Because that's the biggest oh, game in the world right I, I now. I never got into it. Do you know that I'm so upset? I wanted to get the Switch. I've been wanting to get the Switch for about, mm, I don't know, two, three years now. I don't even know if it's been out that long. But I finally was going to get it, and now it's all sold out because of this pandemic, and everybody's bored, so they're getting the Switch. And the ones that you can get are like $600. And I'm like, no. But I want to get the Switch so I can play Animal Crossings. I've never played this game, but I want to. Yeah, I have played it on. I played it on the uh, GameCube. I have my. I played on the GameCube, and so I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I wanted on the GameCube. So, and my boys love it. They think it's absolutely great. And my oldest plays with his friends online. I mean, it, it seems like a much more uh, intricate game than it was when I played it originally. I know, See, and that's. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say celebrities and everything. Like, it, I don't know. There's celebrities out there who... Didn't somebody... One of the politicians get in trouble for playing Animal Crossings? Like, adults play this game. It's not like a kid's game. Of oh, people got mad at uh, AOC because she yeah. played Animal Crossing. Because which we, is just, let her play a freaking video game. We all need yeah. some kind of stress relief. Leave her alone. But I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, like, for kids. As I don't know anything about it. All I know is it's... Very addicting, and I'm all for it. Like, but I need to get the Switch. <sighs> the coolest thing I've seen on a video game in a long time, actually, and Chris showed it to me. It was in um, uh, what? What did you show me, Chris? That concert. Oh, it was uh, when Fortnite, and they had Fortnite, yeah. It, yeah, it was a Travis Scott uh, concert, and it's somebody not really a big Travis Scott fan, but they just did, they, they took the whole, the whole world that you normally go into for your battle Royale match. And it starts with him flying down from space. And, uh, it's here. Give me, well, here you here. Tell them your impression real quick, James. I'm going to try something real quick. Okay. So what it, what it basically was is imagine you going in, you like open worlds and everything. You both play open world type games. You go into an open world that you know is uh, the way you've always played it. And what ended up happening is they really just completely changed around the entire environment of it to work along with a hip-hop concert, basically, which was yeah. fascinating. So there were different parts where he was like, so if you're like, let's relatively, if you're four or five feet tall in that world, normally the Travis Scott character himself had to be, I don't Here. know, like 40 stories James, tall. Allow screen sharing real quick. All right. On yours. Boom. All right. Are you guys ready for porn? porn was the first ones to do the Fortnite concert. Um, see, th- let me see. It's not letting me for sure. I want to make you the host and see if it allows you to screen share if I hear you're the host. Chris. Okay. That's a lot of pressure. All right. Yeah, because I can it's share my pressure screen, for a drunk I... Cupid. You know, let's put a lot on him. Right? I haven't been drinking. I've just been smoking a lot, you know? All right. Oh, Most well, that one participant advanced sharing option. Hold on. I figured it out. Um, who can share all, perci- all participants? All right. Okay. Because uh, it, it's it's just one of those. It's easier to to show a quick. Let's see. I feel like I'm at work again, watching you know in a a, a meeting. 
No. I mean, it's did you see my screen? Yes, yeah. oh, yeah, so you did. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, so this is this is pre-parts of the concert. This is when everybody's waiting for the concert. Oh, wow. Uh, so if you know anything about Fortnite, this is just like their little world. Um, is it Dorgan and Guy's back? Is that you? Yeah. No, it's just a copy of what's going on. So oh, wow. I didn't even think about sharing, screen sharing, Chris. That's cool. That, that the whole Look, there's Deadpool and some dude with a flaming... Something or other. <laughs> Weightlifting. Thing. So basically, we just look. So an explosion. There you go. There you go. Yeah. What the hell? Is and this? so you have the entire world just basically becomes an interactive. I'm gonna take that off because of copyright stuff. <laughs> right. Right. But down, yeah, the but... the entire world it, it has basically become an interactive music video, like. I had seen video of the uh, the first performance linked, and as I saw him land down and everyone get thrown back, and it was one of those where I was like, you know what, I'm not going to watch anything else of this and just go into it uh, completely blind and what was blown away. It was one of those where I, I remember telling James after the fact that. Um, it, it was one of those where I'm like, all right, something has changed here. Because you look at any artist right. going forward, if you're not doing – and it doesn't even have to be Fortnite, but it's a good place to do it right now. You go on. You sell exclusive merch. Like I was telling James, Trent would never do it. But if Nine Inch Nails did a Fortnite show and I could go in and get an exclusive shirt for my avatar that was for that, I would buy it. I don't even play it. But, you know, and it's like – it was interesting to me, A, from a commercial standpoint. It lets devs and uh, artists make a lot of money. But just right. being able to be at a concert with it's however many hundreds of people are on the map and this shared experience and, like, it... it That's pretty cool. It was one of those moments in, in tech and entertainment where it's like, okay, I just witnessed something different. Like, something changed now. The extent is yet to be seen. Right. The transition of games into transitioning into story-based games. I played some Walking Dead story-based games that your decisions, you don't really play. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. It's almost like uh, Bandersnatch on uh, Netflix, but better. Um, so, but here's but one see, of the, I like. Back. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say real quick, going back oh, to what I was saying earlier about what I want to see with the next generation of games. That's what I want. Give me more interaction. Let me have the the an effect on the world. Like I I, I don't know how much y'all followed, but like Peter Molyneux, who came out with Fable, and Peter Molyneux always over promises. But give me his original idea of Fable, of like everything in the world interacts. You could drop a seed and come back, and fifty years later, there's an acorn tree. And if any of you all played Fable, he, he really didn't deliver fully there there was some glimpses of it but i'm like that's what i want let me have get even beyond walking dead which i thought did a great job of having the the branching storytelling right but give me the next level of it to where it's not all right i'm branching into the next scripted scene this whole world is going to react what i'm doing right you're ready for some ready player one shit yeah 
Run away, man. We are guy. on our way to Ready Player One for sure. Right. That's going to be a mix oh, of Ready Player One and Wally. If Chris had a, a, something to suspend himself from the ceiling, guys, um, and like a little track, he would live in Ready Player One already. He's pretty much set up for it down there. You know so, what? There's part of me that thinks that like we're all in a stimulation as it is. We're all stuck somewhere else, and this is all just a video game. There's a little piece of me that truly does believe that. So it's like Ready Player One. Take the red right? pill. Take the red. Don't take the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Okay. Um, according to this list, the next question is, what is our favorite video games? That's a great question. Like, you can give me a couple of what your favorite video games are. But, like, when somebody asks, what, not the one you play when you're stoned. Maybe you haven't played it in a long time. What's your favorite video game? And I'm going to start with our guest. TK, what are your favorite handful of good games what are, what are the games what are dk's games my now since like i said in my 20s i was playing this game sims has to be at the top of the list it's okay. not something that i consistently play like i will go like four years without playing it then i'll play it again hardcore and then i come back it's always a game that i come back to is the sims and now i used to love racing games those used to, those used to be my shit i used to kick everyone's asses people got mad at me but i was awesome at racing games so, and then I was never into shooting games until I got Red Dead Online. And well, Red Dead, I'd not even the online part, and it got me used to shooting. Now I'm all about, oh, Dragon's, Dragon's, Dragon's Age Inquisition. Dragon Age. Oh my God. Okay. That game, actually, that game kind of like turned it for me as far as like the open world, the making choices, different gameplay. I like that you have the freedom. It's not, you're not stuck on one path. You get to choose it. And I, I love that game. And that just opened me up to, like, everything. And, like, right now, it's it's definitely Red Dead Online. So that's my uh, go-to game when I <laughs> play for 12 hours at one time. I'm playing with nice. Sims. It could be either one. But, yeah, I like right. the open world. Definitely open world. Do whatever the fuck you want. You have to make your own goals. There's still goals in the game. But you can do whatever you want. Right. You give that little bit of freedom. Um I gotta say hello to Corey who joined us, my former skipper friend. He's in the he's in the live stream right now in the chat room. And Wendy, hey Wendy, hey Corey, thanks for showing up and see what's going on here. Um, I'll move to Dave. Dave, what's your favorite? What's your favorite video game? All right, my favorite game all time, Super Mario Brothers three. I that is that's a hard one to beat. The yeah. game was so great. First of all, tied in with the wizard. That's when you first learned about the game. And then you get the game, and the game fucking blew my mind. It was so – and there's only a couple years uh, past the original Super Mario Brothers, but it is such an incredible game compared to that very first Mario. I mean, to this day, I still – they're my favorite Super uh, or uh, Mario Maker levels are the Super Mario Brothers 3 levels. Uh, we have the retro game downloaded on our Switch. And so, and I play that a bunch, um, but a close second is Super Mario World. And I mean, for a whole, whole like ten years, Mario was just killing it. And then, you know, when I got a little bit older, my uh, tastes got a little bit darker. So, um, definitely got into the the first person shooter. So the Medal of Honors. I loved World War II. So Medal of Honor, Call of Duty, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I never really got into sci fi games too much. Uh, I'm more right right now into uh, 
Doom, which is more horror, Resident Evil, more horror. Um, and then I bounced it out with Super uh, Mario Maker and then, uh, was it, uh, Mario Kart for Switch. Nice. 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 What about you, Chris? What, are you, what would your favorite game be? Um, Little birdie. <laughs> see that's a, favorites a difficult one for me um so i really have to think about that while you're thinking uh, i want to tell you a memory that i yeah. have james the first yeah the first person i ever knew to beat a game and you beat super mario brothers and you recorded it and you came up and got us and you're like dude i just beat super mario brothers and I recorded it. Come and watch me. And so with the whole fucking neighborhood crowded into your downstairs to watch you, your videotape of you being Super Mario Brothers. And it was right. exciting shit that I've ever seen in my life. It was the- Very exciting when you beat a game. I'm sorry. I still well, the great, the great thing about it is because you were able, it was the neat thing of being able to record. We'd always been able to record like TV shows off TV. But recording a game off TV, that was crazy. And so, yeah, no, I do remember that. We had everybody over and that was really cool um i must say my favorite video games if i have to look at really think about the games i played the most the games i really enjoy the most um i love monkey ball monkey ball is a great game one that of is my a great game favorite games it was for the yeah you can't argue with monkey ball it's, it's a strong wonderful game um skyrim i've given so many hours mm-hmm. of my life to skyrim um, right up there, if I'm going to go with Skyrim, I'm going to go with EverQuest, original EverQuest, not EverQuest 2, like original, also a great game. old school, having to walk hours, EverQuest, do you think? The first few times I played EverQuest, and Chris was there, and actually Tony was there too, I probably walked, and I was like level six or seven, and I walked for like three hours, like just going against the edge of the ocean, Avoiding giants who were like level 93, some like crazy giants. EverQuest is so old school, like you'd walk that far. And then if you got on a raft, it wasn't like, oh, you're on a raft and now you'll warp to your new place. Like cutscene, warp to your new place. If you're on a raft, you could be on that raft for an hour to an hour oh, yeah. and a half. It- and you're just at a point, you're like, is this broken? Am I just supposed to be in the ocean? <laughs> Yeah, I remember you would be on some of those yeah. raft rides for like 45 minutes easily. Yeah. I do like every awesome. uh, second one was fun. Yeah. I have zero patience for those Ever? kind of games. Zero patience. That's why oh. you know, I love the, the shooter games because it's like there's nothing but, you know, you're in a mission, you go, you shoot a bunch of shit, mission completed. I, I cannot do open world games. I just have zero patience See, for that. I did EverQuest for a while, and actually, even before that, going back to, um, well, actually, then I, it would probably work for favorite game for me. Going back to uh, CompuServe and then AOL uh, with the MUDs, the multi-user dungeons, which were like the multiplayer of Zork, basically, so text-based. And there was a game in there that would be like a text-based version of Eve Online, except like whole economies and just huge. Yeah. And like, and so I got into that. I mean, this would have been before Ultima, which was the first, because I mean, you look at EverQuest was basically just the scaled up version of, of those old uh, muds. 
And so, like, I got into those early. Right. EverQuest I played right. for a while. But yeah, no, the one I, I remember you playing those things. And it was just dreams. Of... Oh, yeah. And it was, yeah, just all text-based. Yeah. And, like, uh, see, awful. and I played EverQuest for a while, and I liked that one. The one that really got me, and it might have been because I, I was unemployed at the time and living off unemployment for the first time at, like, 21, I'm like, what? They'll just pay me not to work? So I didn't quite get the concept of it, but uh, had gotten fired from ADT and just spent like six months playing Star Wars Galaxies, like 10 hours a day. Mm. That, and that was a great game. Nice. I, to this day, I, I, it is still one of my favorite MMOs until they completely nerfed it. Because when the game came out, Jedi were supposed to be rare, as Jedi are. And so, like, right. you'd have to go through a whole bunch of random stuff. The guild I was in, we had, like, the second Jedi on our server. And it was a big enough thing to where, like, we went to a battle and, like, a hundred-something Imperial players ran away. Because Jedi were that OP and that rare. And then they released a patch where everybody can be a Jedi. And then the game sucked afterwards. Speaking of run away, I think we, I think Danny ran away. We have uh, we have a strong track record of making our guests leave midway through the show. I think we've done it yes. again. Yes, we do have a wonderful track record of that. Who's that handsome devil behind me? I don't know. Uh, DJ made her way back. Um, all right, so listen. I, I think this was a good show. I think that we need to do video yeah. games again. I think we can get a couple other people up on this to talk more about it. Um, and maybe we'll bring on some people to talk about virtual reality. Maybe we'll get Bob to come up here. Some people that you wouldn't get used to really playing virtual reality. Um, but if you guys are enjoying this, and we did it first time on Facebook Live, I'm, I'm so excited that we did it. We got some comments. We got some responses. Dave, your parents are all in it. They are, they are definitely... Uh, not only do they buy you weed, but they give you views and they help us with content. So that's, that's, that's awesome. good parenting right there. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so I think it was a really good show. But so what we're going to do right now is we're going to do some plugs. After that, we're going to sign out. I'm going to put a whole new Zoom meeting up. I'm going to send links to everybody. We're going to get on and hang out. I'm going to put it on the Mahai podcast Facebook page. If you want to come hang out and smoke with us, Hang on, smoke with us. If not, it'll just be us and creepy Chris's designs. <laughs> um, he looks like a marshmallow. So, but before that, he does. He looks like, oh, you know who he is? I'm Mr. Ice Blister. I'm Mr. Snow. That's who you are. You're the, you're the high ice blister. Um, so we're going to do quick plugs. So I'm going to go in a circle. We're going to start with uh, the ice. We're going to start with the ice monster. Chris? All right, um, so mine would just be like always uh, Nerd Corner, uh, www.twitch.tv slash nerd underscore corner. Uh, been doing a lot of the uh, art streams on there with Tilt Rush and the VR. Um, and then I'm going to try to start streaming as part of what I want to put up on the uh, Truckee Pacific YouTube is, like I said uh, towards the beginning of the show, some of the really weird random kind of out there uh, stuff that comes out for the quest because there there's some unique things. So 
you know, I, I want to give the weird a little bit of a showcase. So you can find me there. So yeah, that's me on Twitch. And then anything that I put up on Truckee Pacific. Okay. Yeah. I need you to look your head to the right, Chris, and say, Alan, wake up, Alan. <laughs> and then oh. Dave, you freak out. Your other. Wait. Oh, my tongue was stuck out there. Give me a second. Alan. Oh, you're left and you're left. No, you're left. No. You're left. Dave's on the left. <laughs> Dave, you're Alan. Go. And scene. Alan. Alan. Alan, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just did Jurassic Park three. Mister Nudo dies in that one. Uh, Dave, give me a give me a pitch. Give me give me tell me what we need to know about you. All right, so I have a new episode of the Racing Space uh, Relong podcast that came out last week. Um, I finished my second book. I read my uh, little novellas, my Racing Space novellas, and give like little background information uh, about the books. Um, as I go along and I just finished book two and uh, next week I am putting out book three. Um, I just sent my COVID-19 related horror story to my publisher and that should be out in uh, uh ebook form here in the next couple weeks. And, nice. uh, that's, you know, just plug it right along with Truckee Pacific. Woo woo. Truckee Pacific. DK, tell us about, I'm going to let you be, Santori's usually here to promote, so I'm going to let you promote. All right, so Santori Show. The Santori Show is on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Mountain Eastern Time. Don't ask me to do calculations right now. But, yes, Santori and Hollywood Tony P and all their guests they have, and I'm on there. So, yeah, it's a good time. So if you want to check it out, you got nothing to do, tune it in. It's on Block Talk Radio. World Generation Podcast on You got so much of that done well, DK. I'm very proud of you. I especially so never would have been able to do that. Ever. <laughs> and I love the fact that it happens at 8 p.m. Mountain Eastern time, and, which is oh, not an actual and Eastern, time, but Eastern and specific. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense for me though? Mountain no, it makes no sense. Does. That that's Greenwich <laughs> Central time, I think is what she was trying right. to say. <laughs> there you go. That's what she was trying to do. Um so here's the thing from me. Um, James the Giant Country, we're going to work on the interviews. I had interviews with t- these two guys over to my visually right. They're a couple weeks old. We're going to put it on there. And then I'm going to talk to him again and see if anything's changed in the past couple weeks. Uh, other than that, Nancy is working right now on her music show. I watched her. She's got outlines. She's got a lot of shit on it. So it's going to be very in-depth, very interesting. You can contact us on Facebook. You can contact us at, at Mile High Podcast or at Truckee Pacific. You want us on Instagram? It's at Mile High Podcast. Our emails are at Mile High Podcast at gmail.com and Pacific at gmail.com. Our Twitter is High Podcast. If you want to tweet us there, we don't respond. So don't be surprised when we don't reply. <laughs> Just don't. Um, what are you talking about? I, I, I'm constantly checking our Twitter and Instagram. Nobody just ever comments. <laughs> I don't even follow us. Oh. So because I, then, uh, now I just feel you know bad, what? Dave. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you, and I'm gonna make you read some comments because I'm all. There you go. Yeah. I love my Twitter. DK will make the Twitter happen. Uh, But the most important thing, all that doesn't matter. We don't want your emails. We don't want you to tweet us. We just want want you to give us some money. And to do that, (laughs) you go to Venmo. 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 
And that is at Mile High Podcast and at Truckee Pacific. Give us money. Give us money, money. please. Give them money. Look at poor Daniel's background. Look at poor DK's background compared to Chris's background. We need some money here so we can get things up and running. How am I supposed to keep my hair flowing so luxuriously without your money? You know how can James afford that castle? Look at that castle. He needs to afford the castle. So give us those a couple dollars at Mile High Podcast at Truckee Pacific. Give us a couple bucks. Those of you watching, look at about 10 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. Us here at the Mile High Podcast really need to tinkle. No, so it's, we're gonna it's, it's not go a fox, away for a It's a Sheba. <laughs> How could you say no to a Sheba? Uh, Don't you want to give a Sheba money? And with that, the Sheba. Oh. <laughs> we have an Oliver. We can. That, that cute Sheba definitely deserves one. He's busy chewing his bone. Let me just leave him. <laughs> there you go, DK. Thank you for coming, Dave. Good to thank see you. Uh, a dirt corner. This is great. Thank you, everybody who tuned in live on uh, Facebook. We're going to keep trying to do this. And uh, check the page because we're about to go live in about 10 minutes. You can come hang out with us, smoke weed, tell us all your stories. All right. Good night. Bye, everyone. Bye. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.